Hey, I'm your host, Wes. And I'm your host, Scott. Come on in and grab a seat. Because you're hanging with us at the barbershop. So, another great week's gone by. How are you? Not bad. Things are uh, starting to move at the house. After several months of not doing anything with it, we finally uh, swapped the battery in my mom's car and uh, have it off to the garage to see what it needs to be safety so we can either hand it over to Emily as her daily driver or put it up for sale. So Very good. Yeah, it's well, taken right. me a while to get there. It's but... been a beautiful lawn ornament for well, the months that you you've know, had it. Although the neighbors probably won't complain because you've seen my neighbor. I've seen your yeah. neighbor. So after the uh, disaster that's his house, I don't feel so bad no. having multiple cars in my driveway. All good, all good. And you did some painting. Did you be, do painting or do you do I watched that? Kim paint. So I, I will paint, but at the same time, she took some time off this week and wanted to have some, I don't want to say me time or alone time, but that was sort of her thing that she wanted to do. Right. So. Rather than me go, hey, do you want me to help? I just kind of get out of the way and just encouraged her and, and watched. And I'm very much an encourager as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think that it's a couple building session no. to paint together. So I, with my uh, complex health issues, sometimes tasks that require a certain level of concentration and potential cooperation don't go off as smoothly as I would like them to. I hate to giggle when yeah, you say that, well, but it makes me giggle. And you know what I mean, right? So <laughs> we got the uh, we got Farmer Henry to come over and assess the shed. And yes. I think we've got a plan for that. But oh, it's very good. Deferred to the springtime. So. so by the time this episode airs, yeah, uh, we'll have some stuff on the air. And I'd just like to make a small retraction or correction. Wait a minute, you don't lie. <sighs> but I do make mistakes. Okay. So we enough. were talking about axe throwing and we talked about uh, Battle and the IATF. Uh, Battle is actually the Backyard Axe Throwing League and it is a club that runs several um, clubs through the GTA and they are part of the IATF. They are not a, oh, they're not a standalone they're thing. They're in the family. And then the one that we don't want to care about is Wattle, which is the World Axe Throwing League, which have crazy other rules and things like that. So if we don't care about one, it's Wattle, and Battle is like a sister club within our association. The IATF. You got her. Right. So, so we are not Waddlers. We are not. <laughs> so uh, don't uh, beat me down because I got it wrong. I got it right this week. I can't beat you down. You're number one in the league again. No, I uh, I fell this week. K-Mac has taken Is Kevin first. back on top? Yes. Oh, sure. Give the guy a break. Let him make up all his makeup games, and he takes it back to the top. And he crashed it. Well. But good for him. He did do that. That's for sure. So, episode four. Four already. Yeah. And uh, today we're trying again. Uh, we had guests, but our wife uh, la- last episode, so they almost don't count as real guests. Don't we, don't tell them that. I know. <laughs> but they love us. So they were to come and had fun with us no matter what. Yeah, and they're definitely going to be back. So uh, so today, though, we are joined by Harmony. Hello. Hello, hello Harmony. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good. How Good. are you guys? And you made the harrowing drive to Bob Cajun today. So thank you very much. I did. It was actually really nice. The colors are nice out there. And we're not, uh, not too busy on the roads because it's not the weekend quite yet. So. Exactly. So Harmony and I have some history. We worked together at Mark's many years ago, I guess now. How many years ago was that now? 
I've been there 15 years. I feel like you were there early on in that. So maybe you've been gone for 10. Oh my gosh, I was such a young pup back then. Wow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's sort of how uh, we know each other. And then yep. we've remained Facebook friends, acquaintances, mutual likers and commenters on each other's posts. Yes. I'm think- all for the Facebook. It reconnected me to my wife. So hey. Yeah. Well, it's actually one funny story that I quite enjoy telling. That might have been before you and I reconnected. Michelle and I changed our relationship status on Facebook. And do you know oh, the, who no. the first caring soul was that commented to me? An ex-girlfriend? Was Harmony. Oh, was how it really? nice. It was. And you were like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, it's all Aww. good. Just a, a flick of the button switch. It's a very interesting uh, social experiment sure. if you change your relationship status from married to complicated. You know, if I bring that up with Kim, I don't know if she'll laugh at it or look at me and think I'm crazy. <laughs> Maybe crazy. But look at our our social circle and our life. You know, the people that are going to be commenting, if it's not the family on her side, it's going to be all of the people. And you know you have them. And you, Harmony, you probably have them too. You know, there's certain people you keep on your social media, not so that they have a window into your life, but so that you know where they are in relation to you and you can sort of hold them at arm's length. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, I don't want the first comment to be the gossipers of the world, which <laughs> I know that's what it would be. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, yeah, just and to throw that out there, we noticed the other day we are the only couple from our premarital class yes. that's still married. Still married. Well, congratulations. So, yay me. If it makes you feel any better, so am I. But in my class, it was just us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Congrats to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, speaking of relationships and cool stuff, we're going to jump all over with cool stuff about Harmony today. But you have got an awesome relationship story that's just recent. I do. And it's a funny thing, too, is I've never changed my status, even though we've been together for a while. It's still just it doesn't say anything. So at the end of the day, right, some people need to quantify it really, really quick. And other people are like, you know what? Whatever. It's all good. And I'm not about that. I couldn't even tell you how long we've been together. I'd probably have to count back. So February, we started going out before COVID happened. Nice. And uh, if there was ever a test <laughs> to a new relationship, it's if what COVID. Because we had met on Tinder. Yes. Dating app, Tinder. You swiped right. I dun, did. Dun, dun. I said we both swiped right. And um, we basically entered lockdown together as a new couple. And we're still together. So I think we did okay. That's good. So <laughs> that was a serious conversation that was probably had that you sat down and be like, okay, they're talking about bubbles. They're talking about lockdown. Yep. And you're like, are we locking down together? We lock down together. And your place or his place? My place, actually. Very good. Yeah. So, so that's good because you've got dog, dogs. Dog. Dog. Just one. So, yeah. right. That's good for him. Him. Yep. yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, I mean, right. Didn't change anything for the dog, right? No, he just had more pets. Right. And, he yeah. and, and the dog enjoys your... He does. Good. Yes. Yeah, they get along pretty well. That's a pass too, right? Oh, so I mean, sure. right, that you can hang out together and share toothbrush spots. We actually that... share the same toothbrush. I know it's disgusting. No, but yes, you we don't. do. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people like they hear that and they cringe and they're like, that's disgusting. In a pinch when we're traveling, <laughs> for sure. As a daily, no. Yeah, we honestly would. Wow. It's, it's, you know what? It's I, our comfort levels. I'll, th- I'll throw it out there. I have occasionally <laughs> used the uh, toothbrushes that don't belong to me. And then. Uh, when By I, accident? Well, 
you know, right, typical bathroom setup, and they're all sitting in the cup or the toothbrush holder, and they're color-coded, and somebody will get another, like, right, blue one. Or I have the navy, and they have the teal, and in the morning, I don't really notice. And I'll grab... The one you think is closest to your own? Yeah, and then one of the kids will be like, who's been using my toothbrush? It's wet already. And I'll be like, oh, it was me, and it'll be like instantaneous garbage so is this the time where i tell my toothbrush story or do i save that for another one <laughs> maybe another day fair enough maybe another. we'll day. come back to that on another episode where we're talking a little more uh but yeah so i, the, I we'll call that the revenge yeah, episode. i'm never i'm never afraid to share a spoon or a fork or eat something off the floor i i think you probably were around I, you've seen me eat jube jubes off the floor at work hey, five second rule That's yeah funny. So, I mean, hey, man, 13 years in the army. You know what I've eaten? Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Lots. Some of it. Yeah. God oh. damn it. I want my Salisbury steak and I don't care that it's sitting on the ground. Yeah. If you can eat those ration packs, you could probably eat anything. Uh, 56 days consecutively without a fresh meal. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Wow. <laughs> But yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> we did share lots of things in, in our space and our little bubble when uh, when lockdown happened. So. Um, it went uh, it went pretty well. That's really still, cool, though, Still right? going really well. Yeah, that, you uh, never know. That speaks highly of both of you, I think, that you can go do that. And some people are like, oh, no, I have a girlfriend, but, you know, we just spend weekends together or this or that. And you just threw it all in. All in. That's good, all though. All at once. So uh, no regrets. Haven't looked back. Oh, that's so. good. That's good, too, because like, that's the type of situation where you kind of wonder, like, is that the enamor of a new relationship or is that like that's the metal of, you know, the core of what's going on? Yeah. And right. I mean, us being a little bit older, I mean. What you talking about, Willis? Yeah. <laughs> but this difference of, you know, I think back in our day, there were still people that got married that had never lived together. For sure. Um, For sure. There and was. just be like, oh, we got married and then we moved in. And you're yeah. like, you know, how'd you do that? And I mean. You don't know if they're, you know, a snorer or they're yeah, a butt yeah, scratcher yeah. or all these things. Uh, so anything, like, did he notice anything, Harmony, that really stuck out that, like, habits or nuances that he's like, do you know you do this? I don't think so. He hasn't told me if he's noticed any. <laughs> and and since, like, right, what happens on the cast stays on the cast, do you want to throw him under the bus? Does he have anything that you notice? Oh, my God, absolutely. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Share one, share no, one. No, no, no. Dish a, girl, dish. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty good, but he does snore. Right. You know, which isn't uncommon. So no, whatever. no. That but. just means he's relaxed and he's enjoying the space. Exactly. It makes you feel better. Scott snores. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Thanks. We weren't supposed to throw ham under the bus. But. I think that's a given. I can snore while I'm awake. It's just... It's, exactly. That's it, how I know. Yeah. But he's told me, he's like, yeah, you do snore a little bit too, which is fine. But he says, oh, it's cute. And I'm like, thanks for lying for my feelings. That's but. right. Um, my wife snores. It is not cute. Oh. We, uh, we're... So it's like that whole, you know, you snore, right? No, I'm asleep. <laughs> how yeah. do I know? I'm t- you know because I'm telling you. I know because I've woke myself up. Yeah, well, I may or may not have done <laughs> So Kim and I have both done that. It's funny because one night after several days of playful banter about, you know, who's snoring at night. I'm not snoring at night. Babe, really, you are? No, I'm not. Did you record her? I did. did the you- funny thing is, she as didn't- soon as I moved, I guess me moving in the bed was enough to just jostle her back enough that when I put the phone over her face... She opened her eyes. What are you doing? Yeah. Did she still deny it? That's not me. No, she 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 knows. Yeah. 
So, Harmony, so, right, uh, Wes and I have started this uh, podcast thing, and you were one of the people that, again, um, I feel like you're attached to uh, your phone in social media, like, right? So you were one to comment and click pretty quick, I think, that you liked the, the idea of the podcast, asked where you could find episodes, like many of you, they are coming. And, right, we got talking about it, and you got talking about sort of a change in your life, not only in your dating, and but your job, too. So. I think that's COVID related as well, sort of. That is also very much COVID related. So I worked at Fleming College uh, and up until July 27th, I got laid off July 27th due to COVID. um, They cut back their numbers. So I was kind of left in this spot of what do I do now? Right. I kind of planned on retiring from there. You know, I loved my job there. I love the people there. I loved helping the students. So now is in the spot of, okay, I'm 32. Now what? Do I go back to school? What do I do? So um, I took a good hard look at what I liked to do, what I loved to do. And uh, I actually started my own photography business. That is so cool. Yeah. And the name of said? Um, so it's Reinhardt Photography. So it is my last name. Right. That's what I went with with branding. And I basically dove in head first. I'm like, this is my passion. I love to do this. Here I go. And I haven't looked back. And it's been a really great experience you've so been, far. By the uh, the looks of the, your Facebook page, you've been keeping busy. Lots of fall photo shoots. Very busy. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of family shoots coming up uh, just this weekend. I'm doing Peterborough to Collingwood to Wasega Beach to Shelburne to Grand Valley. So that's uh, wow, so you're like you're all over the place. I'm all over the place. Yeah, I do serve most of Ontario. Um, sure. Yeah, just to serve my clients better. So I love traveling. I love discovering new places. And so is there a particular uh, specialty that you like to shoot more than something else? Uh, right now, I am really getting into doing the family portraits and family cool. shoots um, and just doing unscripted you know lifestyle type portraits with families and it's a lot of fun yeah, um, yeah kids bring a lot of energy to the photo shoots and i love working with the families they're usually pretty uh pretty enjoyable to so if a family wants to come and see you you've got a studio for them to come to i do not have a studio right now because i am new um yep. that's quite a big investment quite a big venture that sure. way so right now i will travel to location if you want at your house cottage farm favorite place outdoors favorite park if you have that in mind, I will travel to you or I can pick a location. And normally it is outside right now, especially due to COVID. Just yeah, keeping, keeping distance. And, right. And yeah. So that. So if someone's looking for you, where can we find you? Um, you can find me if you Google Reinhardt Photography. Um, I have an Instagram, a Facebook and my website. If you want to go direct to the website, it's just ReinhardtPhotography.com. Right on. Um, and the spelling of that is R-E-I-N-H-A-R-D-T Photography.com. In the traditional German spelling. Yes, with those silent letters. Right on. But, uh, nice. <laughs> but no, it's been a great experience so far. So yeah, definitely different. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast, but you didn't know where to begin? Maybe you'd like to try podcasting without having to invest in any recording equipment. Do you have an idea for a show, but you're not sure how to develop it? Let Sawcast Productions take care of all of that, so you can focus on what it is you want to say. Sawcast Productions offers podcasting solutions ranging from recording and basic editing, to fully produced episodes complete with all the audio embellishments of a broadcast quality show. When your show is ready... Sawcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say? 
So uh, did you do a lot, like, as you said, you kind of self-reflected uh, and you really looked at finding something that you love, which I think is, you know, you talk to anybody and be like, oh, it's not work if you love it. And uh, right. a lot of that, because you had a lot of, you have an eclectic group of likings. Because like when I knew you, you're very much into security. I, we were joking. You think you still shoot tactically? I don't anymore. No, you I miss for a it while. so much, but I did. Yeah, yeah I uh, I shot at the range probably about once a week for a while there. Right, and um, and did skeet shooting with friends. Any right opportunity on. I had. That's so. more than most soldiers. <laughs> right, there's a joke there. <laughs> Wait, so photography is a new thing, and not to uh, backtrack or to sideline, but uh, what were you doing at the college? Um, I was an admin assistant, so I was basically the face of Fleming. So as soon as you came sure. in, I was at the front desk. Oh, wow. Parking, security, dispatch, yeah. sales, um, sure, databases. Sure. I did just like a bunch of everything. So, But photography is something that I've loved since I was a kid. Right. Um, the house I grew up in uh, wasn't very nurturing for any of those hobbies or talents here, here. or likes. So that was never something that kind of flagged out you. in my brain as, hey, I could do this for a living. It's amazing, right? When you kind of look back and you're like, oh, I like this. And then you're like, oh, you could have done this as a career. And you're like, I can. And I think that's, I think, looking back and even at, at your age, I think that's. Well, that's exactly what hit me was yeah. like, why? Life is short. Why not do something that I absolutely love? I'm going to do it. Here I wish I, I was your age when I came to that conclusion. Well, it's never too late. No, as it's say, not. As they say, it's right? It's better not. late than never. No, no so you're, you're absolutely that's right. kind of how I'm looking at things right now. I can certainly appreciate that in my own life and how I've rebranded myself, you know, personally and professionally. So I certainly, I certainly agree. I guess I'm just lamenting that, you know, being the age that I am, I wish I had more time to, that I had had more time to invest in what I'm doing now to grow it at a time that wasn't so chaotic and uncertain but you know at the same time i fully appreciate what it's like to be your own boss and you know not have to work for anybody else and how how difficult it can be but at the same time how rewarding that is for sure yeah it's definitely yeah. been a learning experience so oh, far for sure it is and back when i first knew scott yeah, i was very much in a security i wanted to be a police officer originally Go blue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, did some auxiliary work? I did. I was with auxiliary in Peterborough for six years. Was that the Peterborough so. service or the OPP? Peterborough. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in high school when they got you to do those little placing tests or what you'd be good at when you oh, grow yeah, up, yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I was leaning in that direction. And now looking back, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Uh, it's a super challenging career and takes a really special kind of person to do that. And I just yep. not that. No, person, it absolutely so. does. It's uh, right up there with all of the emergency services. You know, I mean, it. Uh, I guess I ca I can relate to that in the in my own life. You know, as a like I say, I was spent a long time in the military, but even in that, I was a medic. So it's like you know, you kind of understand it from a medical perspective, like what you know paramedics are going through but then as a as a soldier it's a similar you can pull a lot of really cool things out of it right because yeah. i mean you've worked retail you've done yep. the auxiliary you've you know you were there and i mean you've been a problem solver for a lot of years harmony you've dealt with the public in a yes. lot of positive and negative ways i can only imagine you know, uh, some of your stories of parking and tickets. And I've seen some creative parking at Fleming um, to get around maybe paying the lot fee or yes. not having. Is it a gated lot? 
Um, it used to be gated. Sure. Now it's a ticket lot, so you pay for your ticket. Oh, you just lay it on the better. dash. You know, pretty simple. But... When I was a college student back in the '90s at the Barry campus of Georgian, uh-huh. so parking passes were a swipe card, or I guess more of a pass card that you just hold up to the sensor, meant it was gated. And I can tell you, at least on half a dozen occasions, I pulled up to. Uh, you didn't have to swipe a card to get in, but you did to get out. So there I am in my first car ever, my 1983 Chevette, and pulling out of the lot. And, you know, I hit the boop to get out. The arm goes up. I would go through, and the car immediately behind me would zip through with me. Right. right? And that's what a lot of students would do is they would forget it. I'm not paying for it. I'll just, you know, sneak through on somebody else. But, you know, the odd time that the barrier clipped a car or, you know somebody got rear-ended i got rear-ended by a professor once oh. <laughs> well, good have, times yeah we have people do that the tailgating is what oh, we call it sure, the tailgate sure. through we've had people drive right through the gate honestly <laughs> <laughs> like don't want to be late for class Crunch. i'm not paying i'm just gonna take my lifted truck and I'm just going drive through. through it yeah for sure wow. it's happened so. <sighs> but uh people get heated about parking I don't know what it is. It's a weird thing in the industry where it's just parking as this trigger point for so yep, many yep. people. Yep. And it's simple, right? You pay your few bucks. I think that the problem is, I mean, you go to the hospital, you know, you got to pay to go to the hospital to feel better. And you don't know how long you're going to be there. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes there's not ample parking space or nope. it feels like that or it's, you know, you got to park in the back lot. And you're like, where are all these other people <laughs> here for because i'm sick today and i want my care and i don't want to go and put ten dollars in and i think prc is doing it very well because right you get the ticket when you go in and then you put your ticket into the pay machine on your way out and it just says oh you've been here this long and this is what you're paying yeah and i think you know with uh prc at least there it maxes out i'm not sure what the it's like 10 or 12 dollars like the hourly rate caps out at a certain you know, but there are other institutions where, uh-uh, no. no cap. Yeah. And it's funny, right? And then, you know, people are parking in the surrounding neighborhood because I'll yep. just park on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. And not pay my Or I'll just park bucks. in, like at the Ross, I'll just park in uh, Emerge at short term and hopefully I don't get a ticket. Right. Um, I uh, When I was going to see my cardiologist on a regular basis, you pay five bucks uh, on Charlotte Street. You go into their lot and <laughs> no parking spot. And I drive, right, drive the truck. It's a little yep. bit bigger. And I'm just like, so then you leave the lot and you're like, I paid. So then I park on the street and I go in. I'm like, I don't mean to like cause a scene, but I paid five bucks and couldn't find a parking spot. And right. The lady just gives cl- you your five bucks yeah, back. Clink yeah. me back my, my loonies. And I'm like, oh, thank you very yeah. much. So they've gotten that before. Uh, for sure. For sure. So it's interesting. And I, as you say, it's certainly a touch point for a lot of people over the years. So Harmony, when you kind of started the business, um, did you have a lot of different ideas on how you wanted to grow it or, you know, future plans for it? Or is it just sort of seat of your pants or did you actually write a business proposal or? Oh, no, that was definitely not. I went by the seat of my pants. I just kind of dove in and... You know what? I kind of just going with my gut at this point. Um, a lot of business comes from word of mouth, right? Uh, Peterborough and the surrounding areas, small, smaller towns. So um, I'm getting bookings basically just by people seeing the work and wanting that type of work. Right. Um, and my reviews um, definitely help when people are nice enough to leave those about their experience. And uh, 
it's nice to have, you know, somebody who's personable and friendly and relatable that's, you know, hanging out with your family, capturing your memories. Right. Um, I've heard of some horror stories, unfortunately, of very robotic people that come, they do the shoot and that's it. It's just for money. Yeah. They're just there for that. And yeah. it's not, it's not a fun experience. Right. So. Sure. But uh Nope, no business plan. Just developing it as we go. And so far, so good. So. And you've started to have that organic growth. Have you had like clients that are not friends and family and have come from something like that yet? Yes. Yeah. That I've had it, I've had bookings that are people that I don't know. You right. know. And a couple months in, I wasn't expecting the volume of bookings to grow so quickly. That's cool. But uh, people have seen my work. They like it. They, you know, hearing things reading the reviews and uh which has really been positive for me and people are booking so. that's awesome because yeah. yeah that's what you want right and i think too um as much as you want to say or whatever spin you put on covid but i think right people have got a ton of time on their hands um and it, as you say outside right so you can go outside you can do some poses i mean ideally family portraits everybody there should be in your bubble and you can go out and be show people what you're doing and show people that you're still enjoying life and you can smile. And I think it's important that that service is there, right? Because not everybody knows somebody with a camera. Not everybody has that eye for light or to pose somebody. Not everybody has that idea of how to do it well. I mean, when our kids were little, we went to Sears and we got lots of baby pictures and stuff. And that, there's a guy that that was his paycheck and that was about it. Yeah. Uh, not even sure if he liked kids <laughs> and heaven forbid you had a fussy child the day you went for your photo shoot. <laughs> I feel like the Sears photographer and by extension of that, the Walmart or back in our day, Scott, the Zellers photographer. I don't think they were real photographers. I think they were just the associate who got that department. Right. <laughs> that wouldn't shock me. That was like, hey, okay, yeah. you get to do this photography your, for a couple this months. This is you're your shift today. Yeah, you're in the Photoshop today. Oh. So yeah. enjoy that. <laughs> a lot of, uh, I don't want to say unkind, but maybe people who just were not happy to be there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. If it's, as you say, it's not your dream and your passion. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, not super exciting. But yeah. So I saw a cool post you did the other day, Harmony, and it was somebody else's photo shoot. Yes. And then you're like, I love to do this. Any takers? Any takers. So you're so. definitely, it's sort of that collaboration thing is sort of how you're looking at it too. Well, and that particular photo shoot that you're talking about was, uh, it was a bestie shoot. So the two girls that were, you know, just having some beers with their Jeep. Right. Um, just fun shoots like that, you know, like capturing those kind of memories that you can look back on and be like, oh, that was really fun. Like, or, you know, remember when we used to do this? Is something that I would definitely go into and dive into. Right. Like not just stuck with doing family portraits or weddings and that, but like really fun moments in life. Hey, and Wes. Hey. Bro bromance. There you photo go. shoot. All about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> sure. Give the wives some more firepower. Yeah, yeah. There you <laughs> Be nice. Well, he said bromance, not boudoir. So. No. Oh, no. <laughs> there's a standing uh, there's a standing joke uh, between our families that we're in a full on bromance. So it. Uh, yeah, it's totally on the nose. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with a bit of love. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, any type of collaboration too. like I'm reaching out to local photographers as well. You know, if they're willing to train or have me come along on shoots or just, you know, share some of their knowledge, um, I would love that. 
Uh, I'm kind of in the mindset of that it's more of a collaborative effort rather than competition. Right. Um, because everyone's got their own artistic style. They do their own, you know, they have their own um, niche that they like to uh, yeah. photograph. So for sure, for sure. I wouldn't think of it as like stealing customers or that, but rather just, you know, learning from each other. I think there's, it has to be that way. And um, even in retail, right? I always pride myself in having the ability to, of knowing who else carries stuff similar to what we carry. And sure. If you don't have it, a good suggestion is almost as good as having the product there. You know, you can go here or you can go there. And as I say, right, if you have good relationships with everybody in the area and people that are in your business, I mean, that pays dividends, right? I mean, you give one suggestion, you know, I'm overbooked. You really need that engagement photo shoot by this date. I can't fit you in. But, you know, Jenny down the block is certainly capable of doing it and we've done stuff before and right it allows you to get and then you hope that it reciprocates and you get a a suggestion back or something like that so yeah as you say right it's definitely um a better business practice i think than the grind them into the ground yeah not not about that I i don't know how well it translates but i mean you look at what i do here in the shop as a as a toy uh, retailer and, and reseller of, of vintage stuff, you know, in our line, like you almost have to, you have to take some caution with who you want to align yourself with because while you are, you know, good intention and you're looking for that collaboration, your competition may not be looking for the same thing. And I find like in our business, especially we see it when we go to shows, right? You see that there's always a, the smile is there and it's a friendly nod, but there's something else behind it where you know that you are directly competing with each other. So, you know, I have a very small list of other retailers that I would recommend and none of them are in Kawartha Lakes or Peterborough. They're all far enough away that they can't compete with me and I can't compete with them, but they're good people that I would recommend. But like I say, like it's use caution when you're, building those relationships that's good advice there you go so anything else any other good stories you wanted to talk about or uh relate back or you got a good Scott story from when we worked together. I mean, that's a long time to remember something worth laughing about. Uh, we do like the good Scott story. Oh, stories. my gosh. Um, something that wouldn't embarrass you. Uh, oh, no. Even <laughs> the ones, or or get, the ones that would. Or get <laughs> me fired. Would. No. Oh, you know what? I don't think there's one particular story in general. It just you were a lot of fun to work with. You're always laughing, super positive guy, good at your job. So you're a very... You're a good resource anytime I needed help with something when I was working there, which, yeah, I've been 20, 22. Right. Yeah. Right. It's funny, too, because we uh, we (laughs) joke, too. Right. As depending on when you think you actually hit adulthood. (laughs) And right. I often reference, you know, I've worked with a lot of kids over the years. And I just say, right. It's that 21, 22 kind of still in school. And there's definitely currently a lot of people going for a degree and then a diploma and then maybe another degree. So we're seeing people stay uh, longer with us and through their education and, you know, and still living at home or still sort of in that student lifestyle. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's fun to see back, too, though, right? There was one girl we worked with. I can't remember her name right now. And she was a career student. 
And she had been, God, she had been in university for what, four or five years, plus already did college. Plus when I was leaving, I think she was taking another course. Right. And, and I mean, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, especially if you're in um, the arts or in the humanities is you can make that a career. And if you're a good student, uh, you can almost make it a job too. Cause I mean, some of these schools are more than willing to pay you to be there or to do research and comp you a lot of stuff. My niece is doing very well uh, with her English has a Trent uh, degree, and she'll have her, oh dear, what comes after a degree? Her bachelor's? Her master's. Ba- her master's. Her master's, yeah. her master's from U of uh, A out in Alberta. And then uh, there's talk of a doctorate. So, yeah. I mean, and she's always managed to pick up some sort of little package from whatever institute she's gone to, and she's very good at her job, and she confuses me with her big words, and... Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, as you say, right, there's it, it is a thing now is professional student and you, you can go far with that. And I'm not that guy that's going to understand what the end game is with it. And um, okay, I can't apologize for that. It's no. just a, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Right. For sure. But uh, well, when I looked at going back to school, I uh, obviously took in that kind of financial aspect. And I'm like, I've paid my student debt off. I'm done. I'm How do you start back. again? Yeah, I can't start. Just. And it's not didn't ne- interest me. It's not as nearly as forgiving now as when you were paying it off, I believe. So yes, they've changed the rules it, to OSAP. Yeah, yeah, as things changed and uh, it's more all of a loan, and there's not yeah. so much grants and less for- grants, more loans, and not nearly as much forgiveness. So no. interesting, right? Or and funding? Exactly. Well, obviously funding that um, with things changing, right? D- speaking of funding, did you get at least a decent package from Fleming? Um, I, it, you know what? I have a really nice Mac on the way for my editing nice. and that may have been a small investment from the, right. the and Yeah. As there. I say, right. You can't talk always too much about it, but you'd, no. you'd hope that because of the situation and the downsizing that at least they recognized that, you know, it had to be done and, you know, fair payment for letting you go. Right. And I just say Fleming's got lots of money. <laughs> Well, well, if they did, I wouldn't be laid up. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there was a little severance and, you know, they recognized the years that I put in, which was great. And that was basically, it's uh, covering quite a bit of my equipment costs right Excellent. now. So. Did, now, so a new computer. Yeah. Uh, you already had a camera that you're using or did you buy some a new? I bought a new one. So what are, what are you I shooting with? Myself. So right now I'm kind of in that upper entry level for professionals. So I'm using... A Nikon D5600, it's a DSLR, and it's a crop body sensor, which I would like to change, but it's a good entry camera. So, And I love Nikon because they haven't changed their lens pattern since 1950-something, so lots of options there. It's a brand I recognize, so, right? (laughs) Well, I mean, Nikon and Canon are kind of the two leaders in that uh, area, but I just, uh, I prefer Nikon. They have smaller bodies, too, so easier to kind of hang on to. and right. Yeah, just a little more variety with lenses. So, but uh, yeah, the new equipment's been actually pretty. Fun. It's funny. Last night we had our um, our fifth week of this particular league, and uh, one of the co-owners had come in to do some uh, digital marketing and wanted to do some filming, and uh, he brought his very fancy looking, looked expensive camera with a big lens on it, and then shot ninety percent of everything with his iPhone. 
<laughs> you know what? It's funny. I had not really got a good look at it, and I didn't really get invited to participate. And yeah. my wife later on uh, reminded me that I was actually wearing another club's yes, T-shirt. So I believe that is why I did not get invited to the photo shoot, because I was not wearing the appropriate clothes. Eh, whatever. You but, paid your money. Uh, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> So talking points, just kind of looking through, Harmony was kind enough to give us some cool ideas of things that she uh, talks about. And I think this is one that maybe you and her, Wes, could uh, talk about is uh, fast cars. Fast cars. Ooh. Or driving fast or fast cars? Just driving. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, fast cars are definitely uh, an interest in, in my life, too, I think. I've seen every episode of Top Gear, and I just nice. yeah, cars are oh yeah. Did you watch yeah. the Grand Tour? The Grand Tour, um, is it that's the that's the Amazon one after they got fired from the BBC. <sighs> I did watch two episodes of it, and that's about as far as I got. It's not bad. It's pretty good. You should you it, should check it, it out. It, I don't know. I those like... three guys make it though. Oh, absolutely. So if you take out all of the the actual car reviews and you go into like what they were doing on the BBC with their little films and stuff and all the antics, that's all there. So nice. if you like those guys, the grand tour is totally worth watching. All right. Maybe I'll get back on that bandwagon. So I actually own the 2013 top gear car of the year, the uh, GT 86, the Toyota. So, and it's not a fast car by any <laughs> means. It's only a four cylinder, but it's a lot of fun to drive. Yeah. Well, my favorite uh, car, and you're going to laugh at this, is the 88 Jeep Wagoneer with the beaver panel on it. 88 Jeep Wagoneer with the wood grain. With the wood grain. I love that car. My family makes fun of me. They're like, it's the ugliest vehicle. Why do you like it? And I just, it's my dream vehicle because it's this vintage, I don't know, I just love. I see Wagoneer and I think camping trip. Immediately, I think of a camping trip. Yeah. Uh, Michelle just pointed out somebody has, I'm not sure if it was Ford or who it was, but somebody's got something out this year with wood paneling on the side. Uh, the Broncos made a comeback in the Ford Maybe, lineup, yeah. and uh, higher price ticket, I think it was 54000 So, I mean, it's not Ooh. entry level, and not they put means. they put that wood panel on purpose. <laughs> so, And that's something I would love. Yeah, right? I, a lot of people think it's tacky, but I just so gravitate to it. That is your, the Wagoneer is your dream car that is like that is a car i would love to have so if money was no object that's what you'd have in your driveway okay so if money was no object maybe there'd be a variety obviously yeah me too it's gonna be a couple of things so what would your number one be so a little bit of off the beaten path i'm a huge fan of so the car that i drive my 2013 top gear car of the year is based uh at least the styling is heavily influenced on the 1969 toyota 2000gt which is arguably the world's first supercar. They never come up for sale, and when they do, they they go for millions of dollars. So, I mean, if I could get one of those, I would love to. Um, if I couldn't, I would like to have a Lexus LFA. Why? The Lexus LFA was Toyota's, we're going to build a supercar because we can statement. Hmm. It's not the fastest. It's not the biggest. It's not the most powerful, but it is beautiful. And, like, they just, they put certain attention to details in this car that other car companies wouldn't consider like the exhaust note is specially tuned by yamaha wow yeah like it's just a it's a ridiculous car and it's one of those ones it's like it's the will smith right you got you got this much money in a car and it's got no cup holders like it's got it doesn't have any cup holders so 
Yeah, Lexus LFA oh. is definitely up there. What about you, Scott? What's your not? What's your number I'm one? not a car guy, but I've always said uh, I'd love a BMW, uh, the Roadster two seater convertible. It just it's a sweet looking car, and uh, yeah, just a nice little thing to go out and boot down the road in. Well, I'm glad you didn't say Mazda Miata. That's good. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, as I say, right, uh, I probably didn't own, my first vehicle was the truck I currently, no, first vehicle I owned was the truck I got stolen. That's right. And the truck I'm currently driving and everything else uh, has been my wife's vehicle until that point. So uh, yeah, I'm not really too picky in the car. Uh, I've come to the conclusion that maybe I can't even have the car I want anymore because um my back and my hips don't like getting that low yes. to the ground anymore. Yes, I watched you get out of your son's car yesterday. Yeah, it's uh, and you it, looked like you were crippled. Yeah, it, it's super <laughs> interesting. So I, I mean, truck SUV certainly suits my body type a little bit more now. But uh, yeah, you know, anything that uh, is getting comfortable and things like that. So I think you you preface this segment by talking fast. So that's a question for the table. What's the fastest you've been behind the wheel? You personally operating oh, no. the vehicle. <laughs> uh, are we being modest about this or really no, be, honest? Being completely honest. Mm. Whether it was on a public road or on a track. I'll tell you right now, I've never been on a track, so <laughs> poo-poo on me. Yeah. I think my top speed was probably 190 kilometers an hour. Okay. And I have also never been on a track, so yeah, also yeah, yeah. poo-poo on me. 190. I've buried the dial on my parents omega which i don't what know what did it top out at 220 I, I don't know i don't know but it seemed fast and out of control i uh i had my ex-girlfriend's car it was my girlfriend at the time her 1995 dodge spirit it was a little v6 192 192 on the uh on the sturgeon point road I mean, I look back on that now, yeah. and I like as I said yesterday, uh, I drove to work uh, with my son yesterday, and in the passenger seat, I felt out of control with the vehicles going too fast, and he was cornering too fast, and then I had requested that uh, I drive home. I was, you know what? I had this conversation. So you were eating your meal, and he stood there to talk with us, and I suggested that. I said, well, you know, your dad's been a driver for 30-odd years, right? So, you know, going back and being a passenger after all that, maybe you weren't going so fast, or maybe you weren't being dangerous, but it's hard sometimes if you're used to being in the driver's seat. And, right, he's not driving. He bought that car. So, I mean, he's not driving a newer vehicle. No. And it's got a few more creaks and cracks than I appreciate. And maybe the suspension's not as great. So, I drove home so I could get a better feel. Sure, sure. At the speeds he drives. Yeah. And, you know what? Definitely feels better in the driver's seat than in the passenger seat. And that's, I think, that leans into what I was saying about just being a driver. Yeah. But I'll defer to Michelle every day of the week. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. Oh, she was that, a professional driver for That's right. A number of exactly. Years, right? You so. couldn't be safer no. than in that seat. And that was in our relationship. That was funny that a long time I didn't get to drive because right, right. she just couldn't let it up. And then Well, I, that's fair too, right? And I remember there, uh, you know, as we got going and she trusted me and she actually would fall asleep in the other seat. <laughs> and uh yeah, yeah, so I mean like right little little things, but I was a terrible yeah, driver yeah, yeah. early on. <laughs> So I just I'll close that segment off. Um, unless you guys got something else to add to it, 
Oh, no, I just agree with being the driver. Yeah. I cannot do the passenger thing. And you know what? And the funny thing is, too, is I get motion sick. Oh, yeah. So if I'm not driving, I find that my experience, wherever we're going, I just get nauseous. And there's a, there's enough cognitive engagement to being a driver that it actually can combat motion sickness. They, they tell you that to put people who are motion sick, put them in the front seat. Right. Right. So that they can see better. And if that doesn't work, then I guess the next best thing is be well, the driver. You're going to put me in the front seat. I'm be going to be driver. behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just, I'll wrap it up by saying uh, I do not condone dangerous driving on public roads. No. I certainly would advise you to take it to a track. And certainly the uh, speeds with which I had mentioned uh, were many, many years ago. And, you know, I don't drive like that anymore. So full responsibility for my uh, previous behaviors, but uh, I don't condone I'll agree that you no longer drive that fast. Thank you very much. Miss Miss Daisy. (laughs) And neither do I. Old man driver Wes. (laughs) Especially being on um, Peterborough Auxiliary. Some of the things you see from crashes and It gives you speed kills. Oh, it absolutely does. So I'm definitely more responsible. It's funny you mention that. You know, one of my last duties uh, in the last couple of years that I was in the military, on top of everything else that I was doing, was they wanted me to go and take the unit driver instructor driver trainer, driver examiner course. So that meant literally going back and being a student driver again. And it's like, you don't realize how many bad habits you have until you're expected to assess somebody else. And so then suddenly you're acutely aware of all your bad habits. And that really made a difference in how I drive every day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say to people, when's the last time you open a driver's handbook, right? Right. Maybe helping a kid. Right. So when you have those, you know, uh, I don't want to say road rage, but you have those moments where maybe uh, you have a disagreement with another motorist. And uh, yeah, that's the first thing I go back to is like, when's the last time you opened the driver's handbook? Because things do change over the years, right? I I feel like, yeah, for sure. There's things I do because that's how I learned. And and now you look back and you're, maybe I am at fault. Yeah. Maybe I did that wrong. Or you know, I think we had that conversation around uh, the whole four-way intersection and the the four-way who goes first. <laughs> right? The first yeah. guy there, the guy to your right. Yeah. No. Yes. Most aggressive driver. That's right. the one who goes first. So if two cars. Okay, what's your opinion? So if two cars pull up and stop at the same time. Four. Who, Let's go four. Four cars at a four-way stop all arrive at the same time. Who goes first? The most aggressive driver. <laughs> no. So that's it's one way pers- to resolve The person it. on your right. But everybody, oh, but everybody's on the right of somebody. Mm-hmm. So the defensive driver in me would say, I would make contact with eye contact with every other driver, and we would establish some form of visual communication to establish who is going to go first. The reality of that is, the most aggressive usually does. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, right? And I would be like, well, maybe whoever's uh, making the shortest distance. So if somebody was taking a right, making a right at that intersection, it's easy, right? You're through. you're in and out of it super sure. fast versus driving straight through. Yeah. Um, I mean the the addition to the stop sign at Emily Park. Oh yeah. Oh, that was in a, the first few days that sign went up, and I mean, right? They put the new stop sign ahead. Yes, uh, and they put a big flashing red on it. Dear Lord, I mean, the people that ran that, or oh, the people, I can imagine. or you stop at it, and the people behind you would be honking at you because you stopped because you came to a complete. I stop. came through that not that long ago. It's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you drive it every day, and I mean, I'm still struggling. They've added another sixty on um, County Road Ten through my commute, and it's still that thing. Is oh my foot. 
didn't get up or I didn't slow down for that 60. And sure. it's like, I don't drive 80. So it exponentially is worse <laughs> when yeah. you realize yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. not going doing 60. That's right. Um, but yeah, it, I feel like there's a surplus of stop signs and 60 uh, max signs throughout all these municipalities and they're just making <laughs> projects and putting them up. I, I don't understand whether it's increased residential traffic or just complaints or increased accidents, but there there must be some reason for the additional signage. I wonder if it's complaints based and that maybe somebody has, you know, enough, you know, uh, uh, squeaky wheels are squeaking loud enough that somebody's like, oh, we better put some grease on this. Right. You know, there are a few residences out there and I wonder if maybe it's one or Maybe the storage business. I don't right. Know. Yeah. I don't one know. close call, I guess, is, I mean, right. And you never want to see anyone get hurt or no. heaven forbid worse than that. Right. Right. Because you didn't take advantage of lowering the speed limit. So exactly. I'm all for it if it's uh, safety based. Hey, even though we have some of the most ridiculously slow speed limits in, in the G8. Yeah, right. <laughs> By and large. But hey. So anything else we uh, missed, Harmony, or anything else you wanted to add or any questions for us or... No, it was great uh, to be on the show today. Thanks for having me. I had uh, had a good time. Um, I hope that maybe you guys have me back in the future just to do like an for update. For sure, or... yeah. Yeah, so. As uh, I say, we were, we're slowly getting. Our social this... circle is pretty small. There's a good chance you're coming this back. This will all get uh, <laughs> put back uh, together. And yeah, uh, as I say, we're going to get some stuff uploaded. And you'll probably be the first uh, either included in the initial uh, upload or you'll be the first update um, yeah. when we do it. And we'll let you know when it's actually going to hit the air so we can all cross-pollinate on our socials. Yes, yeah, I'll be sharing and, that. Uh, yeah, so very good. Well, thank you very much for coming. Thanks for having me again. So and once, once again, it's uh, Harmony Reinhardt and it's uh, Reinhardt Photography. Tell us one more time where we can find you. It is. So um, if you Google Reinhardt Photography on the web, you can find my Instagram, Facebook, and website. Website is reinhardtphotography.com. And do yourselves a favor and like and share that for us. Yes. <laughs> well, All right, Scott. It's been another uh, fantastic episode. Glad to uh, always sit down and, and uh, talk about nothing. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Talk to you friend. later. Until next time. Right, bye bye for now. Bye. Hey, thanks for hanging with us at the barbershop. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Please like and share us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay up to date on all of our shenanigans. Hanging at the barbershop is a Sawcast production.